Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help you create the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm talking with Jack Butler, my good friend and fellow coach. I'm so excited for this topic. Welcome, Jack. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back with you, and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting stuck into today's topic. I'm really looking forward to this one. It's been a long time since we've done a live stream. We're actually recording this episode for YouTube as well. We're streaming it live. So if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify or anywhere else, and you'd like to see a video of this episode, click the link in the description or episode details. I'll include a link if you want to watch a video. And this is such a fun topic, Jack. We're going to be talking about three surprising things that men find beautiful in a woman that actually have nothing to do with your appearance or looks. And while we're waiting for some people to join, I know we have a very, very limited time offer for everyone. So do you want to talk about that quickly before we get started? Then we'll talk more about it at the end. Yeah, let's do it. I'm doing something that I've literally never done before, which is I'm, I'm offering a deep discount on my one-to-one -one coaching. So for today and tomorrow only, there's going to be a 50% off a standard coaching package and we get to work together over three to four months, 10 to 12 sessions, enhanced sessions. So they're over an hour long. Sometimes they run to 75 minutes. This is deep dive coaching for anyone that wants to be more of who they really are and trust that that is enough in their dating and relating. Yes. And so I included a link to apply for that. That'll be the first link in the description of this episode. If you're watching on YouTube, you can just close the live chat and click that link right now to apply. Make sure to let Jack know that I referred you Just say that you found him through Helena Hart or this live stream on YouTube to get 50% off. That is amazing just for the next couple of days. So that's so generous of you. For those of you who aren't familiar with Jack, he is a love and life coach who helps people become more of who they are, connect deeply with their authentic selves so they can be loved for who they are in probably mm -hmm. all areas of their life. But today we're talking about dating and relationships specifically. So let's dive into this topic. What is that first point you wanted to share here today? So the first surprising thing, if you will, that men find beautiful in women is their authenticity. You probably know this, but as guys, we spend a decent amount of our lives kind of up in our heads. And so one of the great gifts of the feminine is actually to help us get more connected to our heart center and to our emotional life. And in gross generalization, women tend to be closer to their emotional lives and tend to be more connected to what it is that they're feeling and what it is that their heart cares about. So I would never underestimate how much of a gift this is to the masculine to help us drop our attention out of our heads and get connected to what's real. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, telling the truth or speaking what's real or speaking truth to power, but there's, there's actually a real truth that has to do with your, things your heart only knows. And you can really help a guy get connected to that. Typically when we hang out as guys, we might have fun time, bro time, hanging out. Maybe at moments, the conversation drops into something a little bit more real, but then it tends to bounce back up. And we're talking about, you know, politics, sports, business, hobbies, I love lives, but typically there's not a huge depth of intimacy in friendship relationships for men. Mm -hmm. So if you are a woman in a guy's life, you're typically going to hold a very unique and privileged position uh, in your ability to help him connect with what's actually going on more deeply and intimately, intimately, 
intimately for him. So I was just going to say that. Yeah. If you can be that one person in a man's life that he can actually open up to. Right. It's but huge. I think, yeah. It's I think huge. for women, a lot of times it takes us going first as the feminine energy partner, because we have a lot more flexibility and agency. Like you said, we're used to connecting with our emotional selves, like our authentic selves. I love how you talk about that. Do you have any tips for women who have a hard time doing this? I know it can be difficult, mm. especially when you have strong feelings for a man and it feels kind of like a high stakes situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally get why that can be difficult. You know, um, I think typically in life, you sometimes regret more the, the things that you don't actually reveal that are true for you than, than the other way around, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's really precious if you're willing to share in at an appropriate point in relating where, what it is that you feel. And it doesn't necessarily mean you need to make claims about where the connection needs to go in the future. You can actually be very much in the present about this is what I'm feeling right now. I mean, there's something about authenticity that has to do with presence. It's about what is really happening now in this, you know, in this moment. Um, you know, how do you, how do you practice doing that? You know, partly that's about uh, courage. Partly it's about taking some, some small steps um, you can use this sentence stem, like I notice I'm feeling right now. Mm. Um, and then you can just kind of name, name an emotion. You don't necessarily have to put the narrative around it. Sometimes just literally starting with this is what is here for me right now without too much story, um, is, is kind of a simpler way to proceed. Um, and I, you know, I think also realizing, you know, practice, practice makes perfect, right? So the, the more you're able to actually, be with what's true and real for you and share that with someone that the easier that experience actually gets, you know, and I'll just put one kicker in there. Sometimes you might have an intuition that you have feelings and the guy doesn't really, right? Like maybe mm -hmm. you, you're responding to him as a friend or as a coworker, but you actually have these deeper feelings for him. That's the one that I think um, trips people up because then they're not actually setting up the orientation that this is uh, a romantic connection or, or what I'm looking for is something romantic. And so they're willing to go a whole load of time in the friend zone while these feelings are building and building and building. Mm. And then eventually when they have the courage, they say, oh, I do the thing you said to do, Jack. I, I went to share my feelings. But actually maybe your intuition and sobriety could tell you ah, if he really wanted something more romantic, he might not have just been having you in the friend zone for months and months and months. So that's a one to just be aware of. So true. I hear from women all the time in that situation where they can be months or years where they have feelings for a man. And I get questions about what if I, we work together or what if we've been friends for a long time? Yes. And so I would imagine that you would say it's important to do this early, reveal your authentic self early, right? I think it is. I mm -hmm. think it's one of those things where it's sort of short-term pain or short-term vulnerability for long-term gain. You know, because if, yeah. if you're for the long term invulnerable and you don't actually reveal what's going on for you, you're much more likely to get really hurt. You know, who wants to invest two years into a guy in the friend zone to mm -hmm. eventually like I know what that feels like. I've done this in the past where it's like, oh, my God, I've had these feelings. And eventually you go to share them and you realize the other person is not even on that page at mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. and, you know, they mm -hmm. start talking about something that doesn't even acknowledge that for you, this was a huge moment revealing this thing that you thought had been building and maybe they felt it too and maybe they'd never spoke about it so yeah exactly what you say the earlier in a sense the better um but i'm not talking about like oh my god first date like i'm completely madly in love with you i'm talking about real intimacy and appropriate intimacy right in the sense this is something that okay over time 
I'm noticing what I'm feeling, but I'm also kind of clear in my intention. And that, you know, ideally in dating, that goes both ways, right? Men can obviously set that intention. Um, but don't be afraid to be like, I, I, want a, I want a relationship with someone. I'm not saying it needs mm-hmm. to be with you, but actually that's, that's kind of why I'm hanging out here, having a chat. You know, it's not, I don't really need another male friend. I think that's so important. If anyone has any questions and you're watching live about exactly what to say, we might have some time at the end to answer questions. So feel free to type those into the live chat. What is that second thing that men find beautiful in women? So the second thing that I had on my list was actually feminine energy. And Mm. I know this is something that you, you talk about a lot. So, you know, feel free to, to chip in and riff on this. Um, but one way of thinking about feminine energy, cause I get asked this a lot. Well, like I want to explore my feminine. I, I, I've heard people talk about masculine and feminine. And as a woman, I, I want to be more in my feminine, but kind of like, what do I do? Um, so one way of thinking about this is actually about difference. So, you know, men are attracted to the difference that you hold. And part of that difference can be energetic. And we could talk about it as receptive energy. We could talk about it as, uh, feminine beingness, right? That you're not actually looking to do and lead, that you're willing to either be led or to soften or to um, relax into a stance in a way that you don't actually have to do anything. What would it be like if you acknowledge that your presence alone is a gift to this guy? Not that you have to run around and do a whole set of things in order to be loved, that actually just you being you is something in itself that's precious. Like when that gets really installed in you, that's a fundamentally different orientation to life and to relating with someone, right? So one way of thinking about feminine energy is, can I receive, you know, if, if, if he does something for me, can I actually just receive it? You know, whether it's holding opening the door, whether it's making a compliment, whether it's buying you dinner, you know, there's a whole set of things there. What's it like to fully receive it and not go into, oh, well, now what do I need to do for you? Or am I good enough to receive this? Or, or any of the sort of limiting beliefs that could stop you from actually just being and receiving. That is so true. I mean, that's something that I still have to remind myself all the time. <laughs> it's like, it's not about doing something to show a man you're in your feminine energy. Right. That's really actually part of the word, right? right? You're not having to do something to show something. There's not, yeah. there's not a showing this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, you're when you're in your feminine energy, you can't help but show it. It's not something you do. You just exude that. And receiving can be difficult. That's a very feminine energy quality. Receiving can be hard. I think so many of us are brought up placing our value or worth on what we can do and give to others and accomplish. And so do you have any tips for women who struggle with receiving or getting into their feminine energy? I'm so happy to be hearing this from a man's perspective too, because I talk about this all the time. Yeah. Well, so one thing that might just help you is an internal stance. When, when someone is doing something for you, right? So in this instance of a guy is doing something for you, that doesn't say anything about your capacity to do that thing. Right. So Mm -hmm it's not about your skills and competence. It's actually about your receiving. You know, when, when I give you a gift at Christmas, that doesn't imply that you couldn't buy that thing for yourself, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't imply that you're not, you're not competent. So sometimes there's just a little bit of inner engineering there to say, oh, yeah, I totally couldn't put the groceries away. I totally could unload the car. But what would it be like to actually allow that to be done for me, to be a very easy yes when he offers to do something and part of the skill is sometimes also getting good at showing your appreciation, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I sort of say, don't be afraid to train guys. And part of what I mean by that is, you know, offer them positive feedback in the orientations that are actually supporting you and, and the way that the, uh, 
um, the connection is. I would also encourage you to have some kind of beingness practice, you know, mm -hmm. that's not even to do with dating or relating. Like on your own, can you spend some time alone? Can you get close to yourself and to your own experience? Can you sort of slow down and just notice what happens? Because typically for most of us, you know, we sit down for a little bit and then, you know, the mind just mm -hmm. is going to take us to the next thing, you know? I'm sometimes like, oh yeah, I'm going to have a sit down. And then suddenly you find yourself, you know, like, doing the vacuuming or you're cleaning or you're calling a friend. So getting a little bit more comfortable with, with just taking the edge off your pace can sometimes allow you a, a more awareness about what, what your patterns are. Because mostly I think this is a subtraction. It's actually stopping doing some things mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. order that something a little simpler and more authentic can show up. Oh, that's such a great point. I love that. Yeah, I've said that before, that 90 plus percent of the work is just stopping all of the things we do that cover our authentic <laughs> yeah. selves up, like acting out of our anxiety rather than just yes. feeling what we're feeling. We want to stuff that down and then lean forward and act out of it, right? Totally. I actually like a lot that you brought that up because I think that's a huge part of what actually happens is, is getting in touch with what happens when you start to feel anxious? Mm -hmm. Are you able just to, to get a little more patient with yourself? Can you start to just dwell in the discomfort of the anxiety? Because otherwise you're in what I call the anxiety action loop, right? So that you feel anxious, now you kick into, a, into action. You know, almost like I feel anxious, let me go smoke a cigarette. It's like, ah, what, what's it like to just grow your capacity to be with that? Because your freedom and your beingness, and therefore your feminine receptivity is all sort of bound into that. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if you don't want to take so much action, what's behind it is anxiety. Well, let's, let's learn how to be in relationship with anxiety. That's not easy, but it's, it's really worthwhile practice. It's so true. Oh my gosh. I could just talk forever about this. We could do a whole other live stream or episode just on this. I think when women stop leaning forward and trying to, you know, hold this thing all together, stop trying to make something happen constantly mm. with a man who typically is not stepping up or doing the job, right? The first thing that happens is feelings come up, all these feelings that she's been suppressing and there just leaning go. forward, right? And so I think the key is to connect with those feelings because often or pretty much all the time they have something to tell you, it might be your intuition alerting you to the fact that this man maybe is not the right guy for you who's right. interested in what you're interested in, right? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of saying that actually by practicing in this way, it, it may initially be difficult because a whole set of things are actually going to start to wash over you, right? So mm -hmm. one of the reasons yeah. that we might not want to slow down is because we're going to have to feel the feels. Yeah. But I think you're saying as hard as that is, it's worth doing because on the other side of that, you actually get to have more of your, you know, your, your true feminine way of being, you know? So true. And this just works across the board. I've just seen it happen over and over. Of course, I've experienced it myself. I was just, I'm just curious from a man's perspective, what effect does it have on a man when a woman's truly slowing down in her feminine energy? I would love to get your perspective on that. I mean, I think it's super sexy. Mm -hmm. you know? I think it's mm -hmm. super attractive. I think it's an invitation, particularly, you know, as guys, if we, if we run busy, Number one, we run busy. Typically, two, we're up in our heads. Three, we, we, we're sometimes stressed about things. Now, a certain amount of that stress can be good for us, like, you know, chewing on a problem, solving something, you know, enacting our purpose in the world. But to see you kind of slow down, because also when you slow down, you're likely to be more embodied, right? So again, that's increasing the polarity with, you know, me, the guy stuck up in my head, bouncing around to my next project. Suddenly, you're slower, you're more embodied, you're more sensual, you're more connected to yourself. You know, if I'm a guy, even if I'm not the most present attuned guy, I'm, that's probably going to just have an impact on me.
Uh, and it's probably going to invite me, you know, I sometimes call this sanctuary time. Like, how can you help a guy sort of get to his sanctuary kind of away from the dragons that he's slaying or the business problems that he's solving into like, a, you know, it's a, literally into a different way of being right into one that's not so focused on task, time and tactics. So uh, I really wouldn't underestimate this, you know, back to the title of this, you know, surprising things that men find attractive. This is one that he might not even be able to articulate exactly mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. you're doing here, but it's almost like it's got a uh, attractive, seductive, irresistible invitation. So true. So he might not be able to put his finger on it, but he'll just feel this desire to come closer. He'll feel so good every time he's around you that he just wants to keep deepening things. Right. I think that's it. I think it's, uh, it's, it's polarity and, uh, anytime you're more embodied you're likely to be more present anyway you know mm -hmm. so there's mm -hmm. there aren't too many downsides to being more embodied you'll enjoy it the more connection you have with your body and your sensuality you'll like it and the more the invitation that you make to him you know and and back to this thing we're talking about the friend zone the more you're in this kind of energy the less he can relate to you just like you're a friend because he's mm -hmm. either got to acknowledge like he actually is attracted to you in a more romantic way or if he isn't, then that will actually be clear because it's sort of like the invitation is there and he's really not stepping into that invitation. Mm -hmm. I would much rather you were practicing that than trying to crack funny jokes to him or regale him with stories about previous co-workers you've had in common. Because um, I, I receive things like this a lot right? where it's like, oh, I'm really witty. He thinks I'm so funny. But it's almost like you're being like a, a mate to him mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. as opposed to a potential partner. So true. It does nothing for romance. I remember practically like rehearsing my lines before a date with <laughs> a guy I was interested in. It's like it does all the guys. I want to see those lines. Oh my gosh. It's like <laughs> makes me cringe thinking about it now. But you know, we can tend to do that as women. We think we're connecting on all these levels. We might be connected right. mentally That's or well said. right. Yeah. Um, where the guy might just be thinking, I'm not really feeling anything here. She'd be a great friend, but that emotional key to his heart isn't triggered if you're not in your feminine energy. So this is great. Yeah. Ramona in the chat also has a great point. She says feelings can also warn us of red flags. That is so mm -hmm. true. One of the first things that happens when you stop trying to show a guy what a great partner you would be and show him you're interested and do things to keep this relationship together is your perception clears up and your intuition kicks mm. in and you can really right feel into the situation, right? You can see this man who's in front of you and the relationship for what it really is. That's, That's been my experience. Do you agree with that, Jack? I do. And I think it's incredibly important, right? Because mm -hmm. I think what you're saying is see what's actually in front of you yeah. rather than this maybe creation of your mind or this sort of romantic fantasy. I mean, romantic fantasies are fun, but they're sort of better to watch on the Hollywood screen than to enact in your own life. Because mm -hmm. anytime you're in a fantasy, you're probably liable to get hurt because you're not actually connected to, to what's, what's here and what's happening. So as hard as it is, the more you can just get out of the story and out of the narrative of what it should be or what it could be and just focus on what's happening right here, right now. Do I feel connected to him? Do I want to continue to connect to him? What invitation am I, am I making? Um, am, if I have romantic intention, am I actually able to be with that or acknowledge that at some point? I'd much rather you're in that game and then you know, just enjoy your rom-coms on the weekend. Mm -hmm. don't, don't create a rom-com. <laughs> I love it. I love what you're saying too. Is not you're not doing this to strategically try to make a guy fall in love yes. with you, right? <laughs> yes. That's Is there anything you want to say on that? You mentioned it's it's important to not do this as a strategy or a tactic, which I completely agree with. That will backfire yeah. on you every time, right? Mm -hmm. 
so this is a, is a subtle point, but there is a kind of way of being that doesn't have a particular purpose to it. That is actually what true beingness is. It's not mm. being so that I can do this thing or be, I'm, I'm really in my beingness so that he can fall in love with me. It's like, no, it's actually aimless in a certain way. And that might sound a, a, a funny thing to say, but it, it's like actually just enjoying this moment. You know, when you smell the fragrance of a flower or you listen to some classical music, you're not just trying to get to the end, right? You're, Alan Watts used to talk about this a lot. It's actually like being in the experience. When you taste chocolate, you're not just trying to get to the end of the taste. You actually want to just taste it and be mm -hmm. in it. You know, when you're dancing, it's not about when the music stops, it's being in the dance, letting it move you, letting it move through you. So in other speak, and this is actually where a lot of my coaching work is focused, is, is taking people who are used to being in what we could call their striver self, so they're always kind of striving for something, trying to be a better person, often in super genuine ways, but there's no ability to actually surrender to who you are and who you are becoming. Mm. And that actually takes, it takes courage because it can look like you're being a bit passive or it can look like you're a victim to your circumstance, but passivity and victimhood are different than surrender. Surrendering is about trusting. It's about partnering with life. It's about letting your creativity flow through you. Uh, it's actually being a little less scripted, right? So when you were saying I used to pre-rehearse lines for dates, this is the opposite end of the <laughs> spectrum. This is actually show up, stay present and be in the moment with someone, you know, and, and guys will respond to that. It's, it's not super common that they'll be around a woman who's really just willing to be in that moment with them because it's mm -hmm. vulnerable. It's mm -hmm. vulnerable to be in the moment. You know, we don't know where it's going to go. I've yeah. got a plan, I, you know, what's going to happen. But it's also once you like it, it can be incredibly exciting. So true. And everyone is just resonating with this so much. Thank you for your comments in the chat. Jen says jokes are my way of keeping my guard up. Such I, a common thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, I so admire the awareness and honesty of that, you know, and it's subtle because if you are someone who's witty, that's going to be part of your identity. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's something that's true about being a witty person. It's a great skill. But if you notice you're using it defensively or to keep people further away or sometimes I'm, if I say a compliment to you and the only thing you can do is make a joke and you deflect the compliment, you can't receive it, then you're not in that feminine receptivity that we're talking about. So th this sentence is actually beautifully put. It's, it's mm -hmm. a common problem. Such great awareness. Yeah. Thank you for the $5, Kira. Let us know if you have a question. We would love to answer any questions you have. And you want to get into the third surprising thing? Yeah. And then find it's, I mean, it's actually right kind of on point for where we've gotten to in this, uh, this conversation. So the third thing is your sensitivity. Mm, wow. I love that. Yeah. So sometimes this gets held up as, as almost uh, like a problem, right? Like mm -hmm. you're too sensitive or we might have some kind of judgments on ourselves. So right off the bat, I want to distinguish sensitivity from reactivity, right? So sometimes if you've, being reactive about something, which we all are going to be from time to time. But you may have received some difficult feedback from the masculine, right? Things like you're too sensitive, you're dramatic, you're reactive, you're always upset. I can never please you, right? So there's definitely some learning on the masculine side, right? Mm -hmm. About actually being okay with wherever the, the woman that you're relating with is at and realizing she's going to have a whole palette of experiences and emotions. And often as guys, we try and fix or solve or heal. So that's, that's a whole masculine thing. But on your side, actually reclaiming what is beautiful about sensitivity. We're becoming more sensitive souls. I believe on, 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 you know, the fact that most people care about the environment somewhat, that's a sensitivity. So 
being sensitive is actually a gift to the masculine because you mm-hmm. typically are more sensitive than he is. Some of the things that you notice about people or you notice about emotional currents or, or things that might hurt you in a way that he will never really fully understand. And I probably never fully understand because I just don't have that kind of sensitivity. But the, the key is to own it and to, to, to notice like you can, you can talk about your experience from the place of, oh, I'm, I'm feeling impacted or, Oh, that hurt me when you said that. So you, you own it you, rather than outsourcing it. Or typically what happens is you defend against it. You've been hurt and you don't like the fact. So now you posture up and put a barrier over it or, or attack him or make him wrong or do something. That's the thing we want to sort of nix. So that actually your true sensitivity can invite him again to being more connected to himself, being more vulnerable, being more intimate, being more in his heart. Your sensitivity is an invitation to that. It's not a problem. It's a gift. It's so true. And that just really hit me. I did not know what these three things were going to be before we started uh, the other day. Yeah, for some reason, I was asking my husband, Tom, his what was his favorite thing about me? And immediately he said, I love how sensitive you are. That he just that's his favorite thing. I, I love, love how that. sensitive you are. And that's I'm like, so what? Cool. You know, other people that's may so have cool. said, I hate how sensitive you are. You're way too sensitive. But I think with the right person, they're gonna love that about you. And they're gonna know that if they, you know, want to be with you and enjoy that, they need to take good care of your heart and really honor that. And I think I just mm. think that's so great because I know there's this narrative out there, this misconception that men hate emotions. They hate your sensitivity. Do you hear that as well? I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. I, so I think where it gets uh, tricky for the masculine are the places where for us, we're more likely to be in kind of logical brain, right? <laughs> Rather than emotional brain. And so that is one of the typical places that I think, you know, in couple them, you've got to learn how to communicate across that that kind of barrier and way of being. Um, so if you can be okay that sometimes he's going to have a harder time noticing and honoring your sensitivity, mm-hmm. then I think it's easier for him at the times when he is more present, less stressed and more with you to really see it and honor it uh, himself. You know, so there's, um, uh, there's a situation that can happen when you're trying to connect with him or, or feel emotionally connected to him. And he's kind of not available to you, right? Because he's working too much he's stressed he's got something going on he's chewing on it and he wants to figure it himself that's a harder time to have your sensitivity acknowledged now if he's a really you know at capacity guy he might be able to down tools from work turn to you drop in get present but most of us can't do that very easily you know so i think there's a little bit of uh the give and take there so i'm I'm saying this roundabout way that don't get discouraged if you had an experience where you thought he didn't honor your sensitivity because he wasn't kind of super available to you. I would mm-hmm. track when you're out on a dinner date and there's nothing, there's no distractions, what's happening then? If then he can't be with or on your sensitivity, I don't think he's probably going to be a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. We could probably do a whole nother episode on each of these, right? This is so, so great. Do you want to recap these and let me scroll up and look for some questions if you have time to take questions? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So we've been talking about three things that men find attractive in women that have nothing to do with looks or appearance. And the three things that I've been talking about firstly is your authenticity and particularly just noticing that guys are often here and up. And anytime that you're more in your heart or emotional center and or your body, you're going to be a great invitation to him. Um, and that's something that you can work on. That's actually something that you know we could coach on if you want to mm-hmm. get more connected to the parts of you that aren't just upstairs in your head. Uh, secondly, we talked about feminine energy and receptivity and uh, the polarity that exists and how um, 
how to cultivate ways of being more in your feminine. We talked about slowing down. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about being able to receive and not having to do something in return or strategizing, but actually just being more comfortable in your, in your being. And then the third thing we talked about was your sensitivity and that your sensitivity is a gift, not a problem. Let's distinguish it from reactivity because sometimes if you're being reactive, you may be getting a different um, feedback from the masculine and reactivity isn't quite the same thing as sensitivity. Sometimes reactivity is more of a defense against your own sensitivity. Um, but, you know, we're all human. So it's like permission mm -hmm. to, to practice this um, and find in those connected moments. Notice is can this guy be with your sensitivity? And if, and if he can't, maybe that's not the best fit for you. So great. So we see a great question from Tina in the chat. Do you pull away from a friendship when they friend zone you? What do you think about that one, Jack? Well, I think quite often you may, because if you are not able to have a clean friendship, right, by which I mean one that you're not containing uh, romantic feelings for him, then I think it's better that you don't maintain a friendship because otherwise mm -hmm. it's like, it's easy to be seduced into the future possibility. Maybe one day he's going to realize that I'm all, all great stuff and he'll upgrade me from the friend zone. You know, it's sort of like getting in coach on a flight, but always hoping just one day they'll upgrade you to business class. It doesn't really happen. doesn't you know? happen. So yeah. I'd say it's better to take care of your heart. You don't have to necessarily fully cut someone out of your life, but just let's not pursue a, an active friendship where it's not serving you because you actually need to reclaim those heartstrings, pull them back in and eventually put that attention and energy somewhere else. You know, in, in my lay speak, I call that clearing the field. You know, rather than having really your energy advice. tied up with some ambiguities that you're like, oh, maybe or because I've seen things where people are trying to decode all, you know, well, he said this when we were at the water station. He talked to me about this specific thing. Or I noticed when we had a coffee, he caught my eye and then he looked at his watch. It's like a lot of reading into things mm -hmm. that probably aren't there. Probably what's happening is you're having a huge feelings and he's not and you're projecting your feelings onto him. You know, so, so true. We've all done it. We place meaning yeah. on things, right? Because we want, it's our hope of being projected it's outward, hope. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Great advice. Also. That was really good. Exactly. Yeah. I love your answer to that. Cece asks, shouldn't you at least give the guy a hint? How else will they know if we're interested? What are your thoughts on that? Mm. I think maybe she was talking about the first one the first point you made, but I mean, absolutely. I think it's important. Yeah, to I, know, I have no problem know you're interested, with, with right? giving hints, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. we call this green lighting, right? Where you, mm -hmm. you say to a guy something like, I would, I would like to get to know you more, you mm -hmm. know, or I would like to spend more time with you or, you know, maybe the most of this would be something like, I would love to go on a date with you. That's mm -hmm. probably starting to push a little bit, maybe on the edge of you're starting to pursue. Um, but I think anything up to that, sure. And you sometimes you can do that without even verbalizing anything, right? Yeah. Just by being comfortable being in closer physical proximity. Um, maybe you can do it through touch. Maybe you can do it through eye contact, um, how long you smile. Um, but there is also another thing, which is if a guy is interested enough in you, maybe initially he doesn't actually need to know whether you're interested back. Like maybe he's, he's interested enough that he's going to be hanging out to find out. No, mm -hmm. or he might proposition you make a move. So I think that's great. Let's see. Cynthia says, are the oh, three actually, can, can I just add a little? Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. On that. Uh -huh. So it, this could be a great opportunity to practice some of what we've been talking about. Right. So rather than giving a hint where maybe you, I don't know, say something that's provocative and sexual, 
could you give a hint merely through your way of being, through the way that you open, how you orient, um, almost if I said this has to be an energetic property rather than a verbalized thing, mm-hmm. that would be a worthy practice, I think, to see if you can do it just through your sort of uh, somatic communication. Energy, absolutely. Yeah. I think I have a whole video on my channel called Four Ways to Initiate with a Man While Staying in Your Feminine Energy, something oh, like that, or whatever it's yeah, like yeah, with you, a smile. These or, titles, Because I, <laughs> I hear that all the time, right? Can you ever show a guy you're interested in? And the answer is, of course, you absolutely want to be warm mm-hmm. and open. You, do, you just don't want to be the one constantly doing everything to keep this thing together, yes. right? Well yeah. said. Yeah, so great. So Cynthia's question is, are the three attractive things connected to creating an emotional connection? Great question. I I think that's part of it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, maybe I could have just given you one point instead of three. So I I think that's a a good summary. I Mm -hmm. mean, I'll say in my way of thinking, so we, you know, we talk about head, heart and body, right? So heart and emotional center, kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But body is also important, right? We've talked a little bit about embodiment, that also relates to sensuality. It also relates to the energetic polarity that you might have if a guy is more in a, in a masculine energy. Um, so I would say emotions plus body, um, plus this sort of ability to actually not do anything, which I'm calling be- beingness, mm. but you might have another way that you think of that. Um, so I think it is emotional connection, perhaps with a couple of additions. I think that's great. Oh my gosh, I have so much to say on that. That might be another topic for an episode of how to create this emotional connection because it's so important. Tina says 50% off. Yes, for everyone listening live or if you happen to see the replay within the next couple of days, just make sure to apply for Coaching with Jack. Very, very limited amount of spots available and only for a limited time. Let him know that I referred you to say you found this off of a Helena Hart video or podcast episode and you'll get 50% off, right? Amazing that you're doing private coaching. There are very few, I can count on one hand, um, coaches that I would refer people to because I don't do much private coaching on my own anymore. And Jack is definitely one of them. So <laughs> yeah, take a, take this opportunity if you're thinking about getting coaching and, and apply. Okay. Christina says, why does it seem when you do get a man to open up about his feelings, it's almost as if it scares him. I'd love to hear your mm. thoughts on this one. Well, you might be reading that accurately. Right, mm-hmm. in the sense that if this is an uncommon experience, um, he may be a little out of his comfort zone, right? And sometimes you might find a guy does this only in certain situations. Maybe he's had a few drinks, right? And suddenly mm-hmm. he actually like he opens up more. You know what it's like to have a, a sort of a vulnerability hangover. Uh, guys are probably just generally less vulnerable, and they're vulnerable to the, the point that we were talking about earlier in fewer places. So if he finds himself suddenly opening up to you, he may be surprised by that. He may not know what that means. If he's not clear that he wants a sort of more serious or committed connection with you, and now he's gotten kind of vulnerable, that also might be a little difficult to interpret. You know, like, is it appropriate to be getting vulnerable with you if he actually doesn't want or knows that he wants an ongoing connection with you? So we sometimes call this the the sort of commitment intimacy paradox, right? That sometimes there's a, a minimum level of commitment that supports kind of intimacy and so if we have intimacy almost like a, like a one-night stand right as an example of a sort of kind of intimacy but we don't really have a container mm. um, and typically that doesn't that doesn't go great so 
Um, the other thing you might want to watch is if you are a particularly sort of feely person or you're an empath or you're an intu intuitive person or someone who just connects quite naturally, deeply on an emotional level, just also notice that you're not being a, a healer or a therapist or some kind of unconscious role towards men. So some people's gift is actually opening people up. And so they sort of go around like opening men up and they're very mm -hmm. like, oh, what's this? What's, what's that? that might not be the best way for you to actually constellate a relationship, right? It might be better that something over time is gradually and mutually deepening intimacy. So also just check this out. You know, if, if he's opening up, but you're not, I would be much more curious about how can you also bring your opening up to the table? Again, not spilling your guts on the first date about every trauma that you've ever had in your life. That's not appropriate, but over a period of time, um, true vulnerability actually is not about, telling stories from the past it's actually about what's vulnerable in this moment mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean cut, cut a guy a slack if he's not typically vulnerable but i'd also be more interested in what's happening for you when that's happening rather than what is just happening over there with him so true because you don't want to be his therapist or his counselor or right. his coach right his healer totally. i think a lot of women who are drawn to this work end up in those roles with men yep. and then they get invested they fall more in yep. love with him every time where it's you're not sparking that emotional connection with him going about it that way right Typically. Yeah. Or, or it's almost like a covert contract, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm sort of making you my therapy client because mm -hmm. I'm so digging into your kind of hurt, wound or emotional experience. And that's fine. Just be a therapist, get licensed and get paid to do it. But don't <laughs> do it in your romantic life. It's, it's not the best place to deploy that. You have a gift. Let's have that gift being used. But um, when you're in an unconscious role, you're probably going to invite an unconscious role from him. Now we've got two people in unconscious roles. That's not the conscious relationship that you're probably looking for. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll just take a couple more questions. Ava asks, when a guy asks you what you want, what does he mean? <laughs> Could mean a whole bunch of things probably, yeah, right? I mean, I, I'm imagining we're talking about a sort of romantic context, mm -hmm. right? So I imagine that means, you know, one of two things. One is the like the impersonal, which is, impersonal to me as a guy in front of you right now like what are you looking for in relationship you know are you looking for dates are you looking for fun are you looking for a travel buddy are you looking for a boyfriend are you looking for a long-term partner kind of like you know what why are you here why are you, why are you, why are you dating um it could be an indirect way of asking what do you think of me yeah right like mm -hmm. what do you want with me um but i would have thought on average, it would be more the former than the latter. But if you know my work, I'm, I'm a fan. I mean, sometimes this can take a little bit of the romantic mystery out of things, but I'm a fan of sobriety generally. Like if you don't know what a man means, kind of like, could you tell me what you mean by that? Because mm -hmm. then at least you're not imagining that, oh, he's saying one thing, like he actually really wants a relationship with me when actually what he meant was, you know, do you want pepperoni, pepperoni on your pizza? You know, it's like <laughs> clarity is power, I think. And because there's this potential of, getting hurt because you're not on the same page i would much rather you risked being more revealed even if it hurts a little bit to feel rejected if he doesn't want the same thing as you get a little bit more okay with feeling attracted to a guy that doesn't want something with you like that's a real freedom to be able to say oh i'm drawn to you and i would like to connect with you but i'm actually able to hear like my adult is able to hear that you don't want that with me mm -hmm. i would rather be in the clarity than invest another three months when you already know that you don't see me romantically. And 
most men make that decision relatively early in a connection with a woman, right? Sometimes there's gray and it could go either way. But it, certainly a lot of men will know pretty quickly, I don't see you as a romantic prospect. I might really like you. You might be great, great personality, funny, awesome career, love hanging out. But I just don't imagine that we would ever be romantic or sexual. So mm -hmm. don't be afraid of finding that out because you don't want to be wasting your time. So true. Yeah. Something I've been talking about a lot lately in some of my videos and podcast episodes is how things start off in a relationship is typically how they progress. Meaning if a guy is only has time for you once or twice a month and it's just kind of stayed at that same level for months and months and months, it just doesn't usually transform magically into this situation where he has all kinds of time for you and he wants to see you every day or Absolutely. several times a week. Right. Do you agree with I that? I think so. Yeah. You remind mm -hmm. me, I think it's like a Yiddish proverb. It's something like, as it begins, so it ends. Oh, I love and that. I, I think that's sort of what you're saying. Like the actual, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I sometimes call this like the foundational energy of the connection mm -hmm. will probably be somewhat present throughout the connection. You know, mm -hmm. I even have this experience where maybe it's sort of like a little like with, you know, sliding doors, right? The Gwyneth Paltrow movie or, or something where it's like, we're not quite on the same platform at the same time. Um that sort of inconsistency at the beginning, whether it's you, him, or just the circumstances, that may well just continue in, into the connection. Mm -hmm. um, if if he's too into it too quickly, where it's, like it's, say it's that, not yeah. really about you, it's just he <laughs> wants to fall in love or you've mm -hmm. activated his kind of you know, romantic infatuation, you know, feel pleased that you can activate that in a man, but it's not, it's not really real to, what, to what's happening. So yeah, him knowing very quickly that he sees you as romantic potential is a really useful thing. You know, without that, yeah. it's particularly in Western culture, I think it might be a little different in, you know, like maybe an arranged marriage culture or something. But in Western culture, I think we're going to need that pretty much off the bat. Yeah, it doesn't just develop. I mean, I think interest kind of wanes over time, right? So if it's been months and months and months <laughs> and he's not that's... stepping up and asking you out and stuff, that's not going to just all of a sudden spark back up. I mean, in my opinion or experience, right? I, I think so. And I think in that situation, it can be easy to explain it based upon what's going on for him. And it is true that there are times when guys are, yeah, I'm just maxed at work, but just let that be what it is. He's maxed at work. So he's not taking you on dates. So you don't need to give any attention to it. Mm -hmm. If at some point he's not maxed at work and he wants to start taking you on dates. Great. Right. But, but not the in-between thing. You know, it's like actually being willing to take your stand of what you want, you know? So when a guy asks you what you want, what do you want? And that importantly is that you're taking a stand for what you want. You know, if you mm -hmm. actually want a partner, you know, you want a main course to so stop taking hors d'oeuvres. You know, you've got, yes. you've got to actually say no to some stuff in order to be clear with life. Like there's a thing I want. It might not be in my own choosing of my own timing. That's yeah. surrender, but I still want the, what I want. Yeah. So you're not going to wait around and just make excuses for a guy because he's really busy right now, right? <laughs> Again, because that's yeah. sort of like that therapy, therapist pattern, right? It's like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm putting a lot of energy into explaining, you know, well, he has this going on with work and this <laughs> going on with his ex-girlfriend. And, and it's like, yeah, he could, he, he could be incredibly stressed and stretched. But I don't see where you fit into that. Mm -hmm. So I don't see where you analyzing him. Again, get paid to do that. Go get you know your psychoanalysis credentials, but stop doing it with guys. Just let, let it be simple. Is, is he into yeah. it? Yeah, so true. Okay, and last question here. I thought this was a great one. How do yeah. we create an emotional connection? Yeah, we've been well, talking about Do you want to jump this. in on this? Because I, I, I think you've had some ideas based on Oh, what gosh, okay. You're <laughs> <laughs> putting me on the spot. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I think the way to connect with a man's heart and create an emotional connection is always through your own heart first, right? It's mm, just the only like way. That. If you are not connected to yourself and you're just over there with him trying to 
stir yeah. something into creation. You're just trying to make something happen. You're not in your feminine energy, right? So yes. you have to be connected with yourself and then radiate that out rather than asking a specific list of 20 questions is that it's going to like create an emotional connection. Yes, with the I, guy, don't think right? there's a, I don't think there's a formula. Yeah. yeah I, I like that's my initial thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that comes up for me is uh, just noticing where a guy is at and what he's available for. So, mm, so good. It's much easier to create an emotional connection when he is available for it. If he's not, you're probably going to get short shrift, you know, like more like his kind of logical, what's happening mm -hmm. right now? What do I need to do? And so you're noticing, hey, actually, he is available. Or sometimes you can seduce him into it, right? Like, you know, you're rubbing his shoulders. He's kind of bleary eyed at the computer screen. He knows he needs a break. You know, he needs a break. You might be able to invite him into an, a more emotionally connected moment. But just just noticing that timing does matter, right? In the same way that as a guy, if, if you're with a more feminine partner who's, let's say, in this moment is um, really upset about something, right? There's going to be a certain amount of time that you might be willing to help. Hey, can I, can I be your rock and can I maybe help you through this experience? But at a certain point, it's like, oh, actually, you're not available to come out of this experience. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with that mm -hmm. and come back and check in later. You know, so you can make it clear to him hey, baby, I'm, I'm looking forward to connecting with you later. Mm -hmm. um, but I would really pick your moments. And one of the things that you can do is help create some of those moments in, in the three things we've been talking about, in being in your authenticity, your vulnerability, and your feminine energy, you know, in taking that moment to just um, invite him into uh, a more sensual or sensory oriented experience. Um, I'm also a fan of creating emotional connection through your body meaning get connected with him physically you know it doesn't have to be sexual it could just be an arm you know a hand on his shoulder it could just mm -hmm. be giving him a little massage or it could be kissing him on the forehead or something that just invites him into his body in this moment um I would go there first. So great. I think that is great. And it kind of wraps up everything we were talking about, right? So that might be a good place to end. But let's definitely talk about how people can actually work with you personally, one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. I'm so excited and happy to be offering this to my community yeah. at 50% off if you tell Jack that you found him through me, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is like a, uh, you know, at the risk of being biased, I think this is an amazing deal. I've literally never done this with my coaching. I've always just said, no, these, these are my prices mm -hmm. come in or not. Um, but I've decided to do this kind of one time deep discount, 50% off anyone in your community that comes through can be in the deal. And basically if you click the link, it's going to bring you through to an application form. It's super simple. It will take you three or four minutes. You just fill in some questions to kind of let me know where you're at. And then if it seems like I could help you or be a good fit, I'll reach out to you and we can talk about how it would work to coach with me and we can, we can get you in if, it, if it's a resonant fit. So. Right. And again, Let's this is it. very time limited, like today or tomorrow. Now's the time. Like, <laughs> yep. The end of this month, we're talking November, right? Not this is a November deal. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. it's time. And you know, this is also a great opportunity for you to think, what do you want to bring into 2022? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of my work, as we discussed is focused on who's the real you, you know, what, what do we need to have you, drop, whether it's a role you're playing unconsciously, you know, perhaps you're always a people pleaser, right? If you know that's true for you, we can actually change that. It does mm -hmm. not have to be that way. I've got lots of experience of helping people really drop their personas so that they can be something more real. 
And when you start to drop your personas, your dating becomes more comfortable because you've got more range, you've got more flexibility, you're less concerned about whether he likes you. So you can kind of be yourself, have your opinions, do your thing, say your thing. We want the most empowered, real, authentic version of you. And if that's important, I would love to work with you because that's that's yeah. my sweet spot. You know, if, yeah. if you want very specific strategies about how to use a specific dating app, that's not what I coach. I, I kind of coach at this level we call way of being, which is it permeates your whole life. It's the way of being that you show up with to your dating, to your relating, to your life expression, to all areas of your life. So I try to go for that highest leverage point that actually changes everything. You know, that's why we call so it transformation. True. Absolutely. Yeah. My cat Leo's joining us too. Everyone Amazing. saying hi to Leo in the chat. He was messing with my lights and microphone the whole time. Leo, so a little distracted, this, but yeah, <laughs> but absolutely. I think it's such a great opportunity to be able to work with Jack personally. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy to be able to offer this, especially because yep. I don't do much private coaching on my own anymore. So please check that out. And like you were saying, if you have a, an unconscious role that you're playing, which it's almost all of know. us will, right? Yeah, if you didn't, it yeah. would surprise me because unless you've done very specific work on this because you probably picked up a role even in your family system in childhood, right? Maybe you learned how to be the silent one or the strong one or the nerdy one or the sensitive one. And sometimes that is actually stopping you doing what's true to yourself. So we need to have you put it down, right? It's like you've been wearing a piece of clothing that you don't even know you're wearing. Mm-hmm. And how do you know that with that? I mean, I had to personally work with someone one-on-one before I was ready <laughs> to attract right. my husband. That was, you know, uh, just a couple years ago. It was really important. I don't believe I would be in the relationship I'm in now yeah. if I hadn't done that because I had things going on that I had no idea were even there. So I think totally. this is so important. Yep. So, so important. This was great. We should definitely do this again sometime. This was amazing. Yeah, make sure to like the video if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to my channel if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're following my podcast. And by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, I would highly recommend going and following me over there on my Master Your Magnetism podcast. That's where I'm spending most of my time these days and where you can find my most in-depth and, in my opinion, best content (laughs) with the amazing experts I bring on. So, Jack, let's definitely do this again soon. And thank you so much for everyone watching. Make sure to click the link in the description. So just close the live chat if you're watching live. Click the title of this video. It'll open up the description. You can apply to work with Jack and get that 50% discount. So thank you so much. And yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. This has been great. And thank you to all for, for being here. And I look forward to hearing from those of you that this is a resonant offer. Absolutely. All right. Have a great night, everyone. Talk to you soon. All right. Cheers. Bye. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.